Hey, good morning, countryside. That has to be a spiritual psalm because it says, oh Lord, after every line, right? Well, today is a special day for me and our church as we're able to launch my new book. It's called Ordinary Guy, Extraordinary God. And in this book, I want to give you a little bit today of the backstory of how this book came about. Um, many of you know, because I, I'm very transparent as I share and things that I've gone through as a individual, as a pastor, as a husband, father, son. Um, but many of you know, in 2014, I unexpectedly lost my brother um, in a tragedy. And the events that followed were absolutely overwhelming and sad, depressing. Um, but God took me through that season to the point where I laid down, actually the church stepped down for a short season. And in 2018, I came back as the lead pastor. And this book chronicles really a lot of the history of Countryside Christian Church, some of the things from our founding pastor leading to me, leading to how I was called to ministry. But the most important thing about this book is it shows how extraordinary our God is. What God can do is nothing short of miraculous when he has a willing vessel that's willing to be used, willing to be stretched, willing to go beyond what feels good and what's comfortable. So people at the end of at the end at the beginning of 2018, a lot of people were asking me, do you ever have plans for writing a book? It's really neat to see a person stay in the same church be raised up in the same church and be there for 40 years. I know you have a wealth of information, a wealth of experiences. And when they asked me that, multiple people in different ministries and different things, when they asked me that, I would say, no, I have no idea how that even starts. I don't know what the process is. And I'm not a writer. I just get up and talk to the people and share with them about Jesus and see what God has done through our church. Well, in October of 2020, there was a man, his name is Anthony Petrucci. And he called me, he actually emailed me and said, God's put it on my heart to write an article for Charisma Life. He's a freelance writer. And he wrote an article for Charisma Life about our church. It was kind of honoring as we moved this month, we are celebrating 40 years of being in existence as a fellowship at Countryside Christian Church. And he said, it's, it's in my heart to really chronicle what you are doing and how you're doing it. And I said, really what would be best for me is to really honor our founding pastor. And if you look at that article on how revival has been sparked in the Tampa Bay area, it shows all the different things that the man that had gone before us and Pastor Lloyd and laid the foundation for this church to make it uh, absolutely um, life-altering church for the Tampa Bay area. Now, a little bit about Anthony. He came from Austin, Texas, came from a church of about 5,000 people. And he told me when we met that he was super impressed with our church because even though that church was much larger than we are, that our church was the best run church he'd ever been in. And the people were the kindest people that he's ever been involved in here. So that's a great testimony to you, Countryside, for how you represent God and loving God and loving people, for people that walk through these doors. It's awesome. He'd also told me that he had offered this opportunity to be a ghostwriter to five different pastors through the years. He had been called since 2010 to write a book about a pastor. And the process of how that would look as a ghostwriter, five different pastors turned him down. But I thought it was interesting that he was called to do that in 2010. I became the lead pastor at Countryside in 2010. 
And so when he reached out to me, I said, I don't know how it works, but he sat under my teaching for five years or five months. And during that five months, he got to know my voice. He got to know what was important to me. He knew what made me tick. And we spent hours and hours on the phone to really chronicle the details. And he spent hundreds of hours in writing this book. It was a passion in his heart to do it. And God brought this person to us for such a time as this. And it's neat because what he said the first Sunday I shared as he visited, I said, God is on the move at Countryside. I say that a lot. You know why I say that? Because God is on the move at Countryside. And he said, I want to be a part of a church where God is on the move. And so he wrote the article. He began to interview me. We spent tons of time together. And this church is really to encourage people not to quit. It's an opportunity for you as a church to buy these books, give them to friends, spread the word all over the Tampa Bay area, be able to tell about your church, what we're doing at Chronicles, all the things that are happening right now, and how God uses people that are willing to be used. First service, I think we sold over 800 copies. And um, I want to encourage you, after this service, we'll, we'll get more, don't worry. Um, and for those that are watching online, a lot of people are asking, this is what you do. Just go to Amazon, and you just put in the title, Ordinary Man, Extraordinary God, and it'll come up. It's $9.99 at Amazon. But today, church, we're having a Black Friday special. And, and the special never ends for our church. I don't like when Black Friday and you feel like you missed it. You come to church and you buy this book, it'll always be $5. How about that for a book? So if you want me to sign it, I'll say till every copy that wants to be signed is signed. But I encourage you to get to know me better, get to know our church better, invite your friends and family to be a part of what God is doing at Countryside. Can you say amen? How many of you brought your Bibles today? Let's get into the word. Father, we thank you for your word. It's alive. We live by your word. It's a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. So shine that light brightly today as we move forward into your word. Anoint our ears to hear in Jesus' name. Amen. I do want to welcome all those that are watching online. Those that are watching around the world literally each week. We welcome you. You're part of our family and you are valuable to Countryside. We love you very much. Let's welcome all those that are watching with us online. This week is Thanksgiving. And the message today is called Thanks God, thank God. And so I want to tell you two stories, two stories from two different men that experienced a similar day and the way that they looked at their day was drastically different. As we get into this message, thank God, a lens of gratitude. So here's the first man. He had to get up early. He was tired from a busy week. His wife was on a busy business trip and he had to take care of his screaming toddler. His wife always took care of the screaming toddler, but this day, it was his responsibility, and he had to do it. He had to wait in an extra long line for the car line. How many have ever gone to your school and it's extra long? It just drives you crazy. Traffic was nuts that day. There was somebody all the way in the left lane blocking traffic with the wrong blinker on. I think the tag said Michigan or New York on the tag. I'm not sure, you know. 
Hey, I'm just joking. For those that are visiting, I'm just kidding. I, yeah, I love y'all. I love, I love New York and Michigan. All right. It was causing him to be late for this business meeting that he had to give. He wasn't well prepared. It was an important presentation. When he walked in, he was late, and the entire staff were looking at him with an annoying look, and he thought, here we go, the beginning of another stressful day, another of many. Well, here's a story of another man. Now, this man was able to wake up early enough one day to catch the sunrise. He woke up, it was earlier than normal, he went outside and the sunrise was glorious. Since his wife was on a business trip, he was able to spend extra time with his toddler. Usually he's so busy and the wife's taking care of, this day was special though. Got up early, took care of his toddler, and since the car line was extra long that day, he was so blessed because him and his toddler were able to sing all the Disney songs together. They were able to sing and tell stories about what was going to happen that day. It was a glorious morning. On his way to church, there happened to be a few people from Michigan and New York and the right lane with the wrong blinker on, <laughs> causing a traffic jam, but this man... Instead of getting upset like Pastor Glenn banging the horn, he turned on worship and said, well, this is a day I get an extra half an hour to spend time with the Lord. He went into his business meeting with the heart of running late, but yet knowing what an opportunity. Today, I get to pour into my staff and I get to present vision in the heart of a new project. Today was the beginning of a glorious day. Same day, same circumstances. Really, it was the same man, but they were wearing different lenses on that day. So today, as we look at the lens of gratitude, every one of us, each day, we wake up with the opportunity of how we are going to make this day great. Is it going to be a heart that is a heart of gratitude, a heart of grace, a heart of God's mercy, a heart of excitement? Or are we going to wake up and put on a lens that may not be the lens that God wants us to put on? The lens is what we look through and how we see every one of our circumstances, every one of the things that happened to us that day. What are we seeing that there are some people, let me get my lenses out here. Ordinary guy, extraordinary God. <laughs> Some people, they like to, to put on a, a lens where maybe they don't connect. It's like, hey, you know what? I just want to feel good. I just want to be happy. I just want to go to the party on Friday. I'm going to get through the week because Friday night I'm going to the party and I'm going to numb it up, numb out all the pain. I'm just going to focus on having fun, not connect with people because I don't want to feel it, man. I just want to have a good time. Well, I hate to break it to you. That's not reality. That's not the reality of life. And oftentimes when people have that lens, it can cause a dopamine high that they're constantly trying to reach that high. It can cause um, alcoholism. It can cause drug addiction. It can cause all kinds of things because they're not looking through the lens of reality and the lens of gratitude. 
Other people, they put on a lens where they see nothing good at all in the day. Oh, the alarm goes off. Ugh. There's no gratitude. There's no excitement. It's just, I got to get through the day. If I can get through another day, then it's, it's fine. But I'm not going to enjoy life. I'm not going to enjoy my family. I'm not gonna, because I see nothing in my life that I have gratitude towards. A lot of people, that's how they live their life. And they try to just block it out. But others, and this is the heart of God, is to put on a lens of gratitude. Whoa. You know, I put on my Risky Business 1982 glasses. Everything looks so much better. When things are starting to happen in my day, I've got a lens of grace. I've got a lens of kindness. I've got a lens of appreciation. I've got truly a lens, oh, there's my beautiful wife on the front row. Just giving me the fist pump. I'm so grateful for her. When I'm discouraged, she's always encouraging. When I'm down, she's always there to lift me up. So kind, so gracious, 32 years of marriage, I am blessed. Right next, Pastor Tim O'Fallon, my best friend. What an honor to be able to work with your best friend in ministry. Most pastors will tell you, ministry is a place where you really can't have friends because things come, things go, ebbs and flows of ministries. You can get on each other's nerves. You can, re whatever, and, and it just explodes relationships. But here we go. I'm able to work with my best friend. Oh, Dan Clemens and Andrea and Avery and Corey and some girl I've never seen before on the front row. <laughs> Look at this. God has blessed Countryside Christian Church with the Clemens family that came all the way from California to come here into this area. God blessed us with that. Oh my goodness, what an addition. It was a God thing. It was a God thing. And now Corey, it looks like Corey's gonna come on staff in January. Wow. What, how, how does that happen? Well, well, but you know, I'm looking around and I see a church that is so amazing, that is such a blessing to this community, that has such kindness and care, that lives a life of passion for the Lord with a heart of vision, a congregation that is so passionate for the lost, you're willing to give out of yourself to make it possible to expand our reach now to South Tampa, to Nicaragua with compassion. Church, you are nothing short of amazing. You know, I have pastors, they tell me all the time, they, they complain about their church. Oh, these people, they don't like the color of the carpet. They don't like my message, so I, I get emails every week of how much they hated the message and why did I say this or why didn't I do this? I said, I never get that. All my emails are nice. <laughs> and all my Amazon reviews from my new book are five star from my countryside family. But truly, truly, I'm grateful to have you as a church that I'm able to serve because you're exemplatory.
You're amazing in the eyes of the Lord, the way that you're faithful, the way we came through COVID together stronger than we've ever been. It shows the heart and the fortitude of our congregation. Man, I look around and I think, how could it get any better than where we are right now? And I think how it gets better is for all of us to continue to pray, continue to seek the face of God, and continue to allow God to mold us and shape us into his image, and to continue to live a life of gratitude and thankfulness. So today, what we're gonna look at in our notes, and you can take your notes out that are in your weekend guide, is three ways to look through a lens of gratitude. Number one in your notes, Number one, this is how we look through a lens of gratitude. We thank God for his blessings. To pause and thank God for his faithfulness. It's easy to thank God when things are going good. But what, would, what do you do when things are going hard and difficult and you have conflict and you have hurt? God's always good. God's always faithful. God's always right on time. And we need to stop and we need to thank God because every good and perfect gift in our life has come from Jesus Christ himself. Can you say amen? So in James chapter one, verse 17, this is where it says this, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But we live in a culture that's always talking about me. What about me? I'm not blessed because I worked hard for the job that I have. I worked hard for the education that I've received. I worked hard to get the raise that I so deserve. Well, guess what? There are people around the world right now that are just as smart as you are. Oftentimes much smarter than you are. But they're living in a nation where they have to work a hundred hours just to provide food for that day. We're blessed. Don't forget the blessings that we have every day. When you went up out of your bed today and you went to that refrigerator, guess what was in your refrigerator in 95% of the families in this house? Food. That's a blessing. There's probably water. That's a blessing. How many have a car in here? Raise your hand if you have a car. Well, you're in the 95 percentile of everyone in the world because you have a car. So take a moment to thank God for the blessings that are in your life. Thank him for your family. Thank him for your job. Oh, I'm so sick of mine. Thank him that you have a job because you have a job. Thank him for your friends, your spouse, your kids. Thank him for your grandkids. Three years ago, it changed my life when I started having grandbabies. I thought, it's not going to be that big a deal. When my daughter-in-law was pregnant, people were like, oh, get ready. I'm like, come on. It's all not that big a deal, Yeah. Well, and then she had the baby. And then this baby looked at me. And everything changed at that moment. I thought, I'm going to be that grandfather that says, no. That's me. 
That is me. I'm going to be that guy. Yeah, I'm not that guy. In fact, I'm finding myself saying yes before they even ask. It's so crazy. But I thank God for my grandkids. Look at every area of your life. Oh my goodness. It's so easy to get caught up in the negativity. It's so easy to get caught and look through the eyes of victimhood and hurt and pain and disappointment. And what that does, it brings you to a place of depression and despair and hopelessness. But that's why Jesus Christ came, so that we might have hope. So if we begin to look through an eyes of gratitude and a lens of gratitude, thankfulness and grace and mercy and love, get ready. Because everything around you is going to change. Your influence is going to change. People are going to want to be around someone that lives a life with a lens of gratitude, grace, and love. Have you ever been around people that all they do is complain and complain and complain, and that's all they do all day long because they're so stuck in a victim lens? I don't know. I don't want to be that guy. I want to represent Christ so that people want to be around me so that I could show them the love of Christ through gratitude. Can you say amen? Number two, how to have a lens of gratitude. We thank God even when things go wrong. We can look at the apostle Paul. Here he is spreading the good news of the gospel throughout the nations. He was writing a good portion of the the New Testament, giving his life fully to share the gospel, to see the lost saved, to see hearts reconciled, to see restoration in people's lives. You would think that he would live a life that was easy. Here he is, he's doing all of this stuff for Jesus. He's doing all of this stuff for God. And you would think God is just going to look at him and say, you know what, Paul, you win the lottery. You get the Maserati, boom. You get the big house. You deserve it because you've done so much for me. But that didn't happen for Paul. He didn't win the lottery. The Apostle Paul, doing all these great things for God, he kept his eyes on the prize of who Jesus was. He was shipwrecked. As he was shipwrecked, he was trying to get warm, gathered around, and a snake bit him. Can you imagine you're wore out, exhausted, and you're sitting in front of a fire, and a snake comes out and bites you? I'd be like, come on, God, really? Really? I just got bit by a snake? Flogged, beaten, arrested, in prison, left for dead. He's not even given the answers of his prayers that he was praying out. We see in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 through 10, this is what Paul culminates, all these feelings. He says, therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan, to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That's why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. 
When the insults come, they'll say, oh God, you know what? I'm not going to go to church. People are insulting me. Someone was nice. I didn't get the check. I didn't get the job. No, it's in our weakness that he is made strong. Here he is, a thorn in his flesh, being tormented, not getting the answers he wants. But what lens does he look through? Paul always looked through the lens of gratitude, thankfulness, joy, no matter what the circumstances are. I want to tell you about a man in our church. His name is Saul Pitchon. Amazing man of God. Has been the president and CEO of New Life Solutions, the pregnancy center for the entire Tampa Bay area. He's got an incredible story that was written with his mother that was in a concentration camp. God showed up. Mercy was shown upon his mother. He lived. He lived a life of joy, a life of encouragement. His life literally saved the lives of thousands of babies in the Tampa Bay area. Whenever you see Saul, he's the first one, no matter what you're going through, that says, let me pray with you. Let me pray with you. Let me pray with you. That's Saul. He's been on our board for more than 20 years. Through the ebbs and flows of ministry, the ups and downs, Saul Pitchon's leadership in this church has stood strong. And today I thought would be a great day to say, thank God for Saul Pitchon. Take a look at this video. Saul Pitchon has a heritage of survival. That heritage began in Nazi Germany as Hitler's directive of the final solution was being carried out to eliminate the so-called Jewish problem extermination. There was about 300 young girls, young ladies, and uh, what they did is they sterilized them, gave them shock treatments. So there was my mother right around 16 years old, finding herself on the operating table. And here the Nazi doctor, Dr. Mengele, he personally operated on her, removed one of her ovaries, ready to remove the other one. Saul says what happened next was a miracle. The um, Allied forces started bombing. And so the Nazi doctor, along with the soldiers, ran for cover. And, and that doctor instructed the imprisoned Jewish doctor to finish her up, to remove the other ovary. And so he, he told her, he says, young lady, I've got to make an incision, but I'm not going to remove that organ. And yet I want you to do two things. One, I want you to hide your cycle each month. And secondly, remember me when you have children. If his boy gave my son, so somewhere. It's a promise. Jarmaine kept her promise. Years later, Saul became her firstborn. He believes his mother's life was spared so one day he could help spare the lives of others. They were an unwanted people. Those unwanted people today are the unborn. Because of what my mother went through, she fought to live. That baby is fighting to live. If we don't take a stand and intervene as Christians, who will? Hello, my brother Saul. I'm so thankful to be able to take this opportunity to share my appreciation for who you are. I thank God for his love and how he arranged eternal relationships through us and through him and through so many others at Countryside Christian Church. 
I've really respected you over the years since the 90s as you have shown your disciplined leadership. You're a visionary with follow through. I really have learned from you. I respect you and I want you to know not only are you uh, a, uh, a model, but you're a friend. I thank you and you are loved, Mark. Hi, Saul. Um, I just want to thank you so much. Uh, when I think of you, you were my mentor uh, these last 13 years. You are a man of prayer. Anytime we had any conversation, didn't matter what, you would always end with, well, let's pray. Well, Lord, and then you would get into prayer mode and it was just such a beautiful thing. And so thank you for your mentorship, Saul. I love you, brother. Saul, I wanna take this opportunity to thank you for who you are in my life. Whether it's your leadership here at church or it's you, you just living the mission of saving babies or, or just how you mentor me and, and walk with me in, in my Christian walk. Saul, I just love you and thank you for who you are. There's not a lot of words to say how to say thank you. And, 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 but Saul, there is one more thing I have to say. Saul Pitchon, you are awesome. Saul Pitchon, we are so grateful for you. What you have done for the unborn in this Tampa Bay area has literally saved thousands of babies' lives. What you have done over 25 years of ministry here at Countryside, being the chairman of our board, leading in so many ways, we are not the church we are today without Saul Pitchon. And as a friend and a mentor, I'll always be grateful for our times together and the love that we share. Saul Pichon, we are grateful for you. Saul Pichon, born from a Holocaust survivor, born to defend life. I know Saul and Terry are watching online today and Saul, we wanna honor you. As we talk about gratefulness and we thank God for so many things, we wanna thank God for you. Saul is retiring this year from the Pregnancy Center. He's run into some health challenges over the last year, two years. And I wanna stop right now and just say a prayer for Saul. He's getting actually transfusions for his white blood platelet count. And he's in a, a time where we really need to pray and lift him up. Do you think it's a good idea to pray right now? Let's stop and pray. Father, we lift up Saul to you. Father, for a man that's been so giving, so gracious, so kind, I pray God that you would intervene on his behalf. I pray God that you would touch him and you would heal him, that you would raise him up. I thank you that your very name is Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals. And we speak healing power from the Holy Spirit to flow through his body right now. By your stripes, he's healed, he's whole. And we thank you for that now in Jesus' name, amen. Saul so pitch on a man that always saw the world through a lens of gratitude. The final point in my message today, how we have a lens of gratitude we thank God by the way that we live. Every single day with our attitude, with our kindness, with the love that we show our community, people around us at work, we're an example to all those around us every single day. People know that you're a Christian, they know that, and they're watching. Many of them know where you go to church, and they're watching. So every day, we're representing Christ. We're the only Jesus that many people are ever gonna see in our lives. Do you want them to see a, a life that shows gratefulness, kindness, and love? 
Colossians chapter two, verse six, it says, so then just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. I'm so grateful that Jesus died for me. I'm saved today because of what Jesus did for me on the cross. I'm gonna spend eternal life in heaven with all of you that know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's a lot to be thankful for. We live in a broken world. A broken world, there's no hope anywhere around the world. But we live in hope because of who Jesus is in our life. Romans chapter 12, verse one, it says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. See, thanking God should not just be a one-day thing on the calendar. It shouldn't just be a Thursday in November every year. This is the day we're gonna show gratitude. No, it should be every day that we live, that we live a life of gratitude. Thanksgiving is this week. I love Thanksgiving for a lot of reasons. I love my mom's Thanksgiving turkey and dressing, the potatoes. Oh, I had somebody walk in today and they said, Pastor Glenn, you eat all you want and don't worry about it. I said, I received that in Jesus' name. But what I love is what it represents as well. To take time to thank God for who he is, for all that he has done, and to look at the little details in your life. Look at those circumstances that are just between you and God that he winked at you and said, I got you. I love you. I'm proud of you. I'm here for you. Never forget the little details of God in your life. And this week, take the time to celebrate him. Say the things to your loved ones that you need to say. Go around your dinner table and just say the kind things to one another to build each other up because we're none of us pr promised tomorrow. But today as we close this service, we're gonna close with a, a song from way back and it's called Give Thanks. What I want you to do is just stay in your seats, stay seated. I encourage you to close your eyes and just as Elena leads us in this song of giving thanks, just take a moment to think and to remember all of the good things that God has done in your life. Can you say amen? Amen. Receive this today. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus.
Father, we just thank you. We thank you so much. I'd like you to bow your heads and close your eyes for just a moment. Nobody looking around. This moment of looking at our lives through this lens of gratitude, I'm just very confident that there are people in this room and watching online right now you've never fully given your heart to Jesus. You've never experienced that moment of salvation when you know your sins are forgiven and that you are born anew. I want you to consider the generosity of God to you, to all of us. That when we were in a place or we did not deserve God's favor and we did not deserve forgiveness. It's exactly on those terms that God freely gave forgiveness and eternal life by sending his son, Jesus. Forgiveness, not based on what we've done or haven't done, but based entirely on what his son, Jesus did. This is the generous gift of our Heavenly Father. And if you're here today and you've never done that, you've never really said, all right, I turn my life over to you, God. I receive this gift that you've given in your Son. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Make me this new person you talk about. I think that there's a reason that you're here today. And I don't think it's an accident that you're here today. I think God's been pulling on your heart. That's the Holy Spirit. And if that's you and you wanna say, Pastor Tim, I want you to include me in this prayer that you're about to pray. In a moment, I'm gonna ask if you'd raise your hand. I'm not gonna call you out or ask you to stand up or anything, but with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you wanna say yes, Pastor Tim, include me in this prayer. When I count to three, just slip your hand up in the air. As soon as I see it, you can put it right back down. Hands already going up. One, two, three. Just slip your hand right up. I see it, yes, I see your hand. Thank you, ma'am, thank you. I see your hand up there. Yes, I see your hand and yours, sir. Thank you, and yours and yours. Yes, thank you. Thank you for that hand. I see your hand, yes, thank you. Thank you, I see your hand, ma'am. God bless you, many hands. For the sake of all those that raise their hands, would all of you, my brothers and sisters today, join me in repeating this prayer after me. And if you're one of those who are praying this prayer sincerely, meaning it in your heart for the very first time, God always answers yes to this prayer. This is a new day for you. Would you repeat after me, Father, I come to you in the name of your son, Jesus. I know I've done wrong, but you sent your son to die for me and bear my sins. Forgive me of my sins. And I make Jesus my Lord, my Savior, and my God. And Father, I ask all this in Jesus' name.
Amen. Amen. Is God good? He is good, isn't he? Special day for you. If you pray that prayer for the first time, today is your spiritual birthday. Would you stand with me now to receive your blessing, your Thanksgiving blessing, and you can lift your arms or just turn your palms upward in an attitude of receiving. If you're watching online, just turn your palms upwards. May you be blessed this day with a lens of gratitude. When you see the people around you, your family, your friends, your colleagues, your enemies, you would see them with that lens. I bless you today with a lens of gratitude for your hardships and difficult circumstances that in your weakness, Christ would be strong. Bless you today with a lens of gratitude for the way you live each day, the love that you share. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Happy Thanksgiving, church. I love you.